Hey everyone, and welcome to the Creators Podcast, where we bring you conversations with content creators to hear how they develop their style and how they approach storytelling through the visual arts. The Creators Podcast is presented by Tomorrow Project. Tomorrow Project is a community whose goal is to inspire those who are struggling with anxiety and depression to fight to see tomorrow. It's a great community. I want to encourage everyone out there to visit their website at tomorrowproject.com. That's T-M-R-W project.com. And when you get to the website, you can use code CP15 for 15% off your first order. Today's guest is Renato Macassi, better known to most of you as Fury Photography on Instagram. Renato is based in South Florida, but he has been all over the country working with different athletes and brands. In the past year, Renato has taken on a prominent role with Innovate, a footwear, clothing, and equipment brand that has made inroads with the fitness community to help expand their market share in the United States. And I will say, after months of Renato encouraging me to buy a pair of their shoes, I finally did, and so far, I have to say that I am loving them. So if you are looking to make an upgrade to your footwear, then I'd highly recommend considering a new pair of Innovates. I was super excited to have this conversation with Renato because much like my first guest, David Sue, I consider Renato to be somewhat of a mentor to me. So without further delay, we'll get started, and I hope you'll find this episode to be a fun listen. Renato, thanks so much for hopping on the podcast with me, and uh, for those listening who may not know uh, you by your your real legal name, uh, Fury Photography, and uh, the minute I say that, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure everybody's like, oh, I follow him on Instagram. So, uh, or not. I- so it's yeah. fine. <laughs> uh, but thank you again, and uh, hopefully we'll unpack some stuff here that the listeners will be interested in um, in hearing about. So no, I think I'm glad to be on. I think what what I want to start with, and what I'm always interested in, is to get to know uh, a little bit about you as like a young person. So kind of like growing up, like where you grew up, and how what your first experience with like content creation is, because so often I feel like content creators are they're they either kind of fall into it at some point in their life other times maybe it's something they knew from a very young age like i want to be a content person i want to take mm-hmm. pictures but uh everybody has a different story and i'd like to hear a little bit about yours um so i guess when i was younger uh, my dad always had like a not like a really traditional camera like he always had like a dslr or something that was and it wasn't like he was like a professional or anything. He just liked the quality of those types of cameras or he had those sorts of things. So then um, I want to say in my teens, I was always, you know, my dad got a new camera. So I always begged him, hey, let me get the old one. Let me get the old one. It's just sitting there. You're not doing anything. Let me get the old one. And then finally, like, he just let me have it because at the at that time that he gave it to me, it was kind of junk, right? Um, and I started just like, I feel like everyone kind of goes through the tradition of just like shooting trees and lizards <laughs> or or whatever is outside, right? Because you're you have access to it. And yeah. uh, uh, then I, you know, went through high school, did um, like photography classes, and then there was like AP photography, and uh, that's kind of there wasn't like any specific experience that kind of just said, "Hey, I want to do content creation." It just kind of a lot of the things I do just kind of happen. Um, 
went to high school, did all that stuff. Then once I graduated high school, I literally packed all my stuff and I put it in the back of a closet uh, at my mom's house. And then I went to college. I pretty much from when I graduated in 2008, nine years later, I didn't touch a camera. I mean, unless <laughs> someone handed me a camera, but I didn't touch anything. Um, then September 2017, um, I was over at my mom's house. I wasn't living there anymore, but she only lives like 45 minutes away. Um, and she's like, hey, look through your closet because you don't live here anymore. See <laughs> see what you might need, right? Yeah, right. Uh, and then literally, I'm not even kidding, like the, the deepest corner you could find in my closet, there was that old camera bag full of dust. So I was like, all right, well, does it still work? So I got like a cheap battery at Amazon. Uh, just to see if it works and it started working and at that time I was already doing CrossFit for a little while and uh, I had a, a couple people just that I knew that was shooting photography and I was like oh well I, I did this in the past but whatever let me put it into use for photography so started just playing around in my gym um, and I want to say the it it really like kind of blew up I guess was uh, Wadapalooza I think that that year 2018 um i just went like as a spectator wasn't really shooting for anyone or anything really i was just like whatever i'm, I'm here anyway uh let me just shoot and i and i'm not kidding i was like kit lenses it was everything was whatever came with the nikon d god knows what it's probably in my closet i can probably find it right now um like those old super kit lenses that like go up to 300 millimeters and it's like this big, you know what I mean? Right. It becomes yeah. this big. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and then, uh, you know, I really didn't think it would uh, gain as much traction as it did so fast. So I was just kind of like, Oh, well, I'm just going to take every day as it goes. And then that after that weekend, it was just created a lot of attention, which is great. And then uh, kind of just snowballed from there, hung out with the right people by chance. And then um, and then the, the rest, I guess, is, I mean, well, it's not history because I don't, I don't know everybody knows my stuff. But, um, you know, I just end up doing a bunch of stuff for different people and then it just kind of works out that way. So, yeah, I, I, get, I think, it, I, I mean, I'll say a lot of it has to do with being in the right place at the right time. So... Uh... I know this, but for the listeners, you—it wasn't. It's not like you—you you picked up that camera after college, and you're like, "This is what I'm gonna do full time." So, you know, what? Give us some perspective yeah. on on what you do um, aside from photography, and kind of what your world is oriented around. And I know uh, we'll talk a little bit about how you've, um, you know, really helped innovate, explode, and be on the scene, and be really represented well visually in the CrossFit world. Uh, and we can talk about that that growing, but. Uh, I think for a lot of us, this is something we do in addition, you know, the photography or content mm -hmm. creation, certainly a lot of full timers out there because there's a need for it now. But even I think probably when you were coming up, especially in the CrossFit space, it was probably side gigs and things here and there. So what's the, what's that layout like for you? Uh, so uh, sometimes I know it, most people don't ask for this, but there, sometimes there's not enough hours <laughs> in the day for me. Right. So, yes, and, yes. uh, most people wish that there were shorter hours in the day, but sometimes I wish there were more. Um, so I am an insurance agent and I still am an insurance agent and I've been an insurance agent for like five, six years. Um, and I do photography on the side and I still do technically photography on the side. Um, 
on my days off because I guess my job uh, doesn't necessarily have a Monday through Friday, nine to five sort of deal. There's days that I work one to 8 p.m. There's days that I work on the weekends and then I have random days off during the week. Um, so I take full advantage of those days off where, you know, my wife will be at work and my son will be at daycare. And then, hey, I'm going to do a shoot from nine in the morning to 11, then I'll run to work, go to work. And then I just made money doing photography. And then now I'm going to go make more money at work. And then same thing. If I have a day off during the week, make most of my time trying to do that. Um, and then now, and this is very recent that you mentioned innovate is that now over the past year that what I've done for them, aside from just photography and, uh, a lot of in-depth things uh, that not many people know that I did or do. Um, I'm now the U.S. marketing uh, for Innovate, which is pretty exciting. So now I technically have three jobs. There and then <laughs> whatever, if parent is four, then it's four, whatever. Yeah, so, no, but yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not a parent, so but I'll, I'll give you that one. Yeah, I'll give you that one to have, Dude, it's, have four it's, jobs. It's fun, man. <laughs> it's worth it. Like I said, everybody, would, I mean, it, it has its times just like anything else, but, you know, they're sure. fun. They're great. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's talk a little bit about, you know, something that you and I've talked offline about, but this whole concept of, you know, doing stuff for free. And we talk about wanting to get exposure and yeah. I'll, you know, be the first to raise my hand and say, I do, yeah. I'm a victim of that. I do way too much like, oh yeah, I'll shoot for you. It's good exposure for me if you share it. Now I've realized rather quickly that that doesn't translate into paid gigs and, and um, you know, it's, mm. it's not how you how you kind of make a living off of this in any way. So what's your philosophy philosophy been when it comes to doing, you know, as you, as you progress. So as you, you've grown and you obviously now command, you know, you're not going to do anything for free and I would never expect you to now, but what's no. your advice to young photographers or content creators when they're posed with that? Hey, let's just trade. Let's just barter this out. Um, so I would be a liar if I said I didn't do things for free in the past, obviously, like everyone mm -hmm. kind of sure. has to go through that sort of growing pain. Right. Um, yeah. But then it's up to you to almost like every single time a new year passes. So let's just say you started, you know, doing a couple things here and there mid year. And then all of a sudden it's 2022 and they reach out again. Hey, look, you know, this is one way to approach it. Right. If there's somebody that you already have a connection with, Hey, 2022, you know, here are my new rates, or this is what is going to be my rates moving forward. And then you'll find out really quick, which company actually respects you or which company has just been using you. Um, and, you know, it just depends on the company. I, you know, I've dealt with companies that have no problem uh, at the time saying, Oh, you know what, you did great work for us. You know, we have no problem with your rate. And then there's others that's like, hey, look, we're, you know, we're going to explore other options. And they did. And that's fine. Um, at the end of the day, you, I mean, I guess for me, having a full-time job is it lets me, it allows me to say no to gigs that aren't worth it. Uh, I know not many people have that luxury. Um, but at the same time, the, to the people that are full-time creators, um, sometimes looking like you're never available makes you more valuable, right? So if you say, Hey, no, I, I can't do that. I, you can even lie to some, why do you have, you don't have to like be completely truthful to the company. Like you don't owe them anything. Hey, look, I have like a couple things lined up. This is what my rate is. 
you know, if you want to move forward, we can do this, or I can work with you a little bit here and there, but you, you like, at the end of the day, you either want to get paid or you don't. Um, and yeah, don't get me wrong. Like sometimes you got to like strategize, like, so if you are going to do something for free, you really have to like, whether whatever helps you figure that out, whether it's writing a pros and cons list, right? Like pros of doing this, uh, for free. Okay. This company has X amount of followers. All right. Does followers pay my bills? No. Okay. What product do they have? Are they a, let's say, um, a meal prep company, right? Let's say hypothetically meal prep company. Okay, so let's say the company offers six months of free food and they give me three meals a day for six months. Honestly, that's a pretty good deal because that's money that you don't have to spend doing groceries, right? So you really have to like on a per company basis, figure out is this actually worth bartering or whatever for you want to call it free but i it's really bartering at that point um but like i've told people on my instagram like most companies if you do things for free on a normal basis they're always going to think you're free there's that's just it's that's what if that's what they're used to that's only that's the only thing they're going to be their their own that's the only thing that they're going to know yeah no so, that's a good point yeah um, so if people only know that you have a rate, then they're always going to pay. Okay. So, um, I think that's a great advice for, for anybody who's just starting to get, you know, obviously I've taken that advice and I've been at some of it's a confidence thing. I think too, you know, somebody, I, I'll have a dialogue with somebody and then they'll say, great, what are your rates? And then it's like, Oh, mm-hmm. uh, I don't, I'm not quite sure. Or, or, or maybe I, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to tell them a number, but then I feel like. Am I, is this too much? Do, am I good enough to command I know, this? I know that, that exact feeling. Yep. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. that I think has always been tough. So is, what is your, when you find yourself as a, as an individual in that situation, how do you kind of convince yourself in your mind or come to a conclusion? Like, no, like I'm, I'm doing work and the, you know, I believe in the value that I bring and and to be confident in that response so that you don't lose a client, a potential client, because you didn't sort of confidently respond and, and believe in yourself enough to say even no, if they say, oh, that's too expensive. Um, do your research, right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, I would say, let's say you wouldn't charge Red Bull something that you would charge a small company yeah. Right. Like you're going to be, like, Oh, Red Bull has a bunch of money. Like, let me, <laughs> let me pad up my rates a little bit. Right. Sure. Or, or anything. So, and the thing is, it's like, it's not even, I don't even know how to word it. Right. Because I know a lot of people have confidence issues of thinking like they're going to like lose a client. Well, mm. you can't lose a client that you didn't have already. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. So, you're so worried about, yeah, about something you're so that's worried not about like, hands. oh my God, I'm going to lose whatever. Let's say your rate is 750 bucks. Oh, I'm going to lose 750 bucks. You didn't make 750 bucks yeah. yet. It would be one thing if you've already had an ongoing thing with this client, you made 750 every time, every time. And then all of a sudden they like went elsewhere because they found something cheaper. That's losing 750 bucks. Yeah. Like giving someone a rate is just it's like you going to the store and trying to figure out how much something a camera in Best Buy is, right? True. Like, oh, it's this much. Okay, I'm going to buy it. Yeah. So um, that's what I think a lot of people kind of face is they think that they're losing money 
just because they say a rate and the customer just doesn't want to pay that kind of money. Got it. Who would, who was your first, I want to say big client, I'm sure. And I want to say like valuable client, because I'm sure you found value in all the clients and all the experiences mm-hmm. you've had, but who, who would you say, and maybe it's one or two that you, you really kind of, that, that kind of felt like your opportunity where you, you did well, you, you were asked to shoot for a wit or an innovate or something along those lines. And, mm-hmm. and after that, you things started to really snowball for you. So my first clients that were like very continuous were virus and chesty. Um, and then lift RX and then I'm actually going to be doing work for them a little bit soon. Um, but they were like one of the people, the three companies that were just kind of like when I was starting out, you know, I would talk to them and they would hire me here and there. It wasn't anything crazy. It was like maybe once a month, once every couple months. And it was like very small stuff. Um, but I want to say, and I still work with Chesty, uh, mm-hmm. virus, not so much. And, you know, that's fine. That's all part of the business, right? Like right. there's nothing yeah. you can do about it. You can't get uh, bent out of shape about it. Uh, just like they may have found somebody else or went another direction, you can also go into another direction. Um, and then, um, you know, we'll get back to the companies. But uh, here's another thing. A lot of people get really fixated on only dealing with CrossFit companies. There are yeah. a million companies to shoot for. Yeah. Right? Like you don't have to shoot CrossFit. I know I personally shoot a bunch of CrossFit, but I shoot weddings on occasions. I shoot uh, people's like, you know, personal stuff, like whether it's a headshot or whatever, something for their portfolio or, you know, something like a family portrait or whatever. Right? Like there's other avenues of making money, right? And there's money all over the place. You can find a, a – whatever a restaurant and let's say you're good with lighting and you love shooting food. There's your money right there with a restaurant. Right. Yeah. So, um, and then, you know, I want to say the one company that really like showed me value right off the bat, it would be innovate. Okay. And because at that time and it was, and this will, this is never going to happen to many people. And this is again, going back to being a little bit lucky. Yeah. Right. So at the time, uh, Danny Spiegel was like their only athlete, uh, or for the most part, their only athlete. And then, um, you know, they asked me, hey, um, you know, what are your rates for uh, Danny? So then I gave them a number and they said, oh, no, well, we're just going to pay you this, which was like almost double the number that I offered. Which which almost never happens. (laughs) At least to me. It never happens to me. (laughs) But like it's so rare for that to happen. Meant to it, be. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. again, luck, sometimes being in the right place at the right time. And then, you know, when I was like, I was like, wait, like, you know, this is you're you're fighting for me. Like, that doesn't make sense. Like, you know, usually people try to save money, not necessarily try to spend you're, more money. You're convincing them like, no, that's too much. Like, less, yeah, yeah, I'm like, less. wait, really? Are you sure? <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm not kidding. It was, it was literally like, hey, are you sure? Yeah. The first uh, reverse Calvert negotiation. Her name. Yeah. Frank yeah. Calvert. Uh, she's no longer with Innovate with, okay. and she's off doing other things. But uh, she was the, the one where she's like, no, no, we're going to pay you this instead. I'm like, oh crap! I'm like, <laughs> all right, and then it just kind of went from there, and that's when I realized, like, okay, you know, if this company's really like values me at this, why can't I be that for anybody else? Like, why does anybody else have to be much lower than that? Now, don't get me wrong; like, I still like have deals that has for people that have been with me for a really long time. 
but for the most part, those are very few, like very, very few gigs. It's like once a year, um, okay. like I kind of do a favor. But yeah, Innovate was really the one that, that like, just, and like I said, it's going to take sometimes that one company that really gives you a taste of like, okay, they're, you know, you're valued something. We, we really enjoy your presence. We really enjoy you. We love your work. And, you know, that goes for you too, bro. Like you don't have bad work. Like your shit is clean, right? Like there's no, there's, there's, and I want to say for most people, a lot of their stuff is really good work. I think it just yeah. becomes a confidence thing on trying to ask for the sale. Yeah. I mean, I, I sell damn insurance. So it's literally easy for me to sell something <laughs> if I right. can sell someone insurance. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so it, it becomes a, how much of a salesman are you? Because yeah. if you're not a good salesman, you're not going to be able to sell anything. True. So, yeah. and that's, yeah, that's where it comes through. So, so uh, while we're on the topic, then innovate, I want to dive a little deeper into that relationship. And you mentioned they gave you this opportunity. So, um, you know, for the, for the audience, just, just talk about how it's evolved. And uh, obviously with, if anyone that does, follow you on Instagram, saw that you're now kind of in a, not that you weren't officially doing stuff for them before, but have, yeah. have a title with them, which is super exciting and just want to say congratulations to you. So, I appreciate um, it, man. you know, walk us through how your role is, has grown there and, um, you know, how the company has made, uh, you know, put their print on CrossFit. I mean, I, it was a, it was a company that, uh, I didn't really know much about until they entered the CrossFit. I didn't know anything about them until they entered the CrossFit space. So, would love to hear more um, how you've sort of grown up uh, with them. Well, the funny thing about Innovate is that Innovate was one of the first CrossFit shoes along with mm-hmm. when the Reebok Nano came out. Okay. And anybody that's been in CrossFit for a really, really long time uh, would tell you, oh, yeah, I remember those Innovates, those bright colors, right? Like it was always some uh, extreme green and blue. Um and then they disappeared for a little while, and then they decided to come back. Uh, why they disappeared, I'm not sure, because they let everyone else come in, and you know. But that's not the point. Now the point is we're going to try to come back at that. Now how I even landed this opportunity was uh, doing shoots for them for Danny, and then uh, later on, you know, I would kind of notice their Instagram page was just photos of shoes it didn't really have that many athletes it was always just kind of like shoes 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 and then danny here and there and then another maybe one random athlete that they sponsored and then it was all shoes so then i kind of reached out and i was like hey look you know i know i'm gonna shoot danny next week have you ever thought about like maybe like getting i don't know someone at my gym that looks kind of cool right like uh or maybe someone that has a you know whatever half decent following or it doesn't even have to be a half decent following just another human being yeah uh so then uh, i talked to them about that for like a little bit and um i want to say it was september of 2019 uh they uh said hey look we're gonna we're gonna go through this trial run and see how it works and um can you get 12 athletes in three months so they're okay let's do it all right so then um, I found, I mean, unless I had to specifically go after their sponsored athlete, mm-hmm. um, I found every athlete. I said, hey, look, we should go after this one, this one, this one, this one, this one, you know, and here's why. 
and you know it was all strategic right so yeah. my strategy was to find people that were across the united states and then you know whether they were in a small town which i sometimes i prefer because small town people once they fall in love with one thing they only buy one thing true right yeah, yeah. so um that was like my strategy with that and then after like the trial period they're like yeah this has far surpassed what we thought it was going to be and we have more people actually we have content we have a ton of content and then now we actually have people that are touching the shoe because you can go to sports authority or any shop and find a nike metcon all right you can go and find a nano anywhere um probably you can find a generic store and maybe have a noble or whatever i mean i'm not sure where noble sells all their stuff but um you can't go anywhere and find an innovate shoe right so then in uh 2021 oh sorry it was september 2020 then 2021 last year they said hey uh do you think we can do 30 athletes in 12 months i said well whatever let's sure let's do it <laughs> like i don't really i'm not gonna just say no i'm just gonna make of it course. work yeah. so so then I did the same thing and all strategic people that a lot of them I knew. So it was kind of easy. Um, and then a lot of people I didn't know. So I was more reaching out, communicating, creating relationships. Um, whether they followed me or not, I really didn't care. It was more so like, Hey, do you want to shoot? Great. If you don't just let me know and then I'll find something else to do. Um, and then that worked out really well. And also, um, helping them out, um, because they're based out of the UK, uh, they're not very familiar fully about like what goes on in the US or where everything else is geographically. Um, <laughs> sure. It was funny because one time uh, they reached out to me and they're like, hey, do you think you can get this athlete? Um, you know, they're in Tennessee. And I was like, okay, so you like want me to fly? And they're like, oh, it's not a drive. And I was like, I mean, it's a drive, but it's, <laughs> it's not a like a. It's yeah. not like a real drive. It's just real drive. It's not like a, oh, here's an hour, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's always kind of funny because they don't know where anything's at. Or right. <laughs> if I if I were to fly to Danny Spiegel and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, how long is a flight? And I was like, oh, it's like five to six hours because it's across the country. And they didn't, you know, little, little <laughs> things like that are always funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, and then uh, Dolan Pepper was a, a guy that I suggested that they sponsor, which they ended up doing. Uh, and this was again at the time where I was just kind of always giving information and advice on the side, sure. um, because I knew what would benefit the brand. Um, Dallin, I saw him at the CrossFit games and, uh, he just happened to be wearing innovate shoes. I didn't go up to him then. I just, you know, dealt with my work and then I reached out to him after had him, had him you know, ask him questions and then, uh, it got that to work and I'm glad we have him on. Um, but like, like I said, little strategies that is not completely off of photography and they really valued that. And they're like, well, you know, uh, let him take care of the U S now. And I was like, okay, let me just do what I already do. But now I'll be able to like actually officially reach out to people with a professional email instead of like my, <laughs> my photography or whatever, my personal hotmail, right? Like you don't right. want to say, Hey, I'm with innovate and like. Hotmail. Like really? You know? Like are you? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I bet you everybody makes fun of me because of the hotmail account. <laughs> that means that while well, you'll still be doing, you know, a lot of the content, uh, yes. I'm assuming. 
I'm sure there's got to be a certain level of excitement of doing, you know, you've always been strategic, but like you said, a little bit more like off the cuff on the side strategic and, and, you know, relaying them. But now you'll kind of, you really, you have a voice there. Like you're, they're going to lean on you for those things. They've been doing it before, but now it's in the official capacity. So I'm assuming pretty excited to see where you can help take the brand, um, you know, this year and with the open rolling around, it kind of seems like the CrossFit season's upon us. So what do your, what do you have? Do you have any goals or expectations for, for yourself or the, the brand? Uh, my goal in the most, uh, the best way that I can do it is destroy everyone. Right. Like that's, (laughs) that's literally like the, that's me, right? Like just destroy everyone. That's the goal. And that's, that's just how we got to do it or whatever we got to do. We got to do it. Um, you know, uh, there's a bunch of new colors and, uh, there is a runner coming out, uh, mid March, I think, um, can't tell you any colors. You'll probably see it on my Instagram soon. I might put a black and white filter. I don't know. It might put color. (laughs) You guys have to stay tuned, but yeah, I know, uh, you know, a couple other brands came out with, uh, some funky looking runners, but yeah, you know, we'll, was, we'll figure that out later. Yeah. yeah, I know uh you and I exchanged a couple of messages because I I'm if, <laughs> yeah. if anybody anybody who follows me knows that I Noble could like create chewing gum that has a noble wrapper and I, I'd probably I mean, look at your sweater. Yeah, right? yeah like, there you go. Yeah, right. So yeah, I saw it already, um, yeah. But that was the first thing that I was like no like i'm just not into this so uh yeah very weird although i had a couple of people reach out and say that's kind of how like what running shoes are now like this thick platformy type of shoe but yes uh, i don't know i'd be interested like to if see. you look at the um, there's like that one shoe that like every marathon runner wears from mm. nike um yeah and that yeah you know which one i'm talking about and yep. they're you know again super thick but i mean it kind of makes sense on their shoe but you know whatever true um but yeah we have one coming um i'm pretty excited to to test it out when i get it not that i'm a marathon runner i probably (laughs) run a 5k here and there yeah um i run a mile all the time so uh it'll be fun to use it i know that i mean every single shoe that i've worn from them and i'm not even trying to be biased because i work for them i haven't worn a different type of shoe since the crossfit games in 2019 and I wasn't even like fully on their staff or anything at that time. I just, they were like the best, most comfortable shoe. Now I can probably say versus everyone else is like, yeah, the Metcon and the the Nano and the Noble, they look great, right? You can't, right. you know, they all have their own look and they look amazing. Um, but like what Innovate really cares about is function right over like yeah they want to look great too but like function is like number one priority there's there's nothing below function so and that's the one thing why i like them so much regardless of what they look i know they're gonna perform and do well so so uh, kind of transitioning off of your comment about like i want to destroy everyone in in you know i know (laughs) the the uh not the, the literal sense but it's like what where do you think the future of content is going because there's the the video component of it and i think i've seen you do more and more video even other creators i've followed for some time who've been mostly photo based are are creating more videos so do you think it just kind of ebbs and flows back and forth based on demand can you be a successful creator if you're you know just one or do you have to kind of do both or at least know enough about both to to be successful what what's your take on that 
I think now everyone has to start adapting to what's whatever the algorithm tells you to do, right? Because yeah. unfortunately, right, where I mean, I don't have a TikTok and I refuse yeah. to get one. Me too. Um, but like in Instagram, you know, uh, now if you don't post certain things, you won't be getting the most views, right? Like I've been posting the same style of photos for the longest time. And right now, like whatever the algorithm is, like I can't get over an X amount of likes. Again, not that that matters, but it's one right. of those things where it's like, if you're having a program kind of hold you back just because they want you to do something, it, it sucks. But at the end of the day, like it, it could force you to do something that you might be really good at. So yeah, I started doing video honestly because Innovate said, hey, why don't you start trying video? So then I just started playing with it and just adapted my own kind of style, which I'm going to start learning a little bit more video. I'm going to talk to a couple guys, um, you know, being that I'm doing the U.S. marketing thing yeah. uh, for Innovate, like I'll be doing, I want to say primarily photo and video for like the, you know, uh, athletes that aren't fully sponsored, but like the ones that are fully sponsored by innovate, I'm most likely going to have someone tag along with me. That is like, uh, shoots video and knows how to destroy it. Right. Like I'd rather have that. I have no problem stepping back to have that done because I know what matters is if the brand does well, I know I'm going to do well. Yeah. That's because not that I actually shot the video, but my name is on it as to who shot the video. Right. So, yeah um it's like one of those things but yeah for for a creator what's it gonna hurt for you to learn video you're not pulling teeth right true the worst thing that you can do is shoot a video or shoot whatever is trendy and if it sucks you don't have to post it yeah you know That's what true. i mean like and it no stays on your you. computer forever yeah. or if you want to post it great and watch it watch it be amazing watch yeah. it blow up or, or whatever watch it go viral who cares but like what's it gonna hurt to do it think to your point it if you care enough and if if it's something that you have an interest in um then you'll find a way to to push yourself and try new things i think mm -hmm. trying new things is ultimately how you're able to deliver more to future clients if somebody can come to you and say hey i can do this 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 and this you're more valuable to a client than uh than you are to um you know a client where it's like hey i only do this um yeah, I won't, correct. Won't take you most far. most brands now will ask. I mean, if they're only specifically asking for photos, most of them will say, "Hey, do you happen to do reels? Do you have?" Mm -hmm. Most people say, hey, "Do you you know do you do this or hey, do you do photo and video? What's your rate for photo and video?" Yeah. And if you say, "Hey, I don't do video," then you're kind of pushing yourself a little bit backwards. Yeah. Um, now, the way to approach that, even if you're not that good at video, is to kind of say, hey, look, here's a couple examples of what I can do for video. If you're looking for something that might be needed to be shot on a red camera, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not that guy, right? right. Um, but you kind of let them know, like, hey, here's a couple examples of something that I have done. And like I said, worst case scenario, just start shooting for fun have something in your back pocket so that if someone asks you, you can just show them, hey, look, this is what I've done. What's what's the worst that's going to happen? They don't like it, and then they find somebody else anyway because, you know, they initially were, you know, if they don't like your video, that's it. That's it. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. So uh, speaking of, of style, uh, I think 
for, for a lot of the creators I follow, I, 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 most of them I can kind of recognize, or at least I, the ones I would classify as, as the, the standout creators, you know, yourself or, or David over a training day. Um, you can yeah, kind of training, just, you can't ever mistake. You, you can't, yeah, never. you cannot miss, you cannot no. miss a, a training mm-hmm. day photo. And, um, so I want to talk a little bit about your style. And, uh, I told David the same thing, uh, when I talked to him recently was, I'm the, the goal is not to be like, Hey, why don't you just tell me like what your preset yeah. is and how you drag things, but you do have a distinct style and, and, um, I don't want to tell you what it, what I think it is. I'd like to hear it from you and maybe you'll confirm how, what I think the, what's oh, the emotion man. you're okay. trying to kind of, uh, get a, get across to the audience when they see it, because most of your stuff is very, is, is, um, Moody uh, is what I've heard yes, the most. Moody. That's what yeah. I was going to say yeah. in a good Moody way. Moody is what I've heard the most. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Moody is what I've heard the most, like, whether it's dark or very dramatic, right? Like dramatic. That's a good dark, word too. dramatic, moody, uh, you know, whether it's very heavy on the lighting, right? And then very dark on the opposite end or, mm-hmm. yeah, I just, um, I don't know, just trying to push it as much as possible is probably like, like I said, and the thing is, I don't have, I don't even have like my own preset to be honest, like yeah. I just kind of wherever I shoot, um, you know, it, it's all changing, right? Because every gym is its own person, right? Like yeah. one gym has amazing lighting. The other gym only has bay doors. <laughs> um, and I don't, and I don't carry lighting with me. I just literally just have my camera. I don't yeah. use flash or anything like that. So you really have to adapt your style to whatever is there. Mm-hmm. And that might make sense. Now, now my style doesn't really, you know, I have to adapt with the style that I have for my like favorite personal shots that I like to post and then how I shoot commercially stuff. True. You know okay. what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, uh, something that now, is, how much will you give in yeah. on that? I asked, I, and that's, that's something I, I've talked about with other creators is if a client comes to you and they say, Hey, we love your work, but we're like, wh- what's the creative freedom that you would give a client now? Again, you what, what, the stuff that you post, that's that's what you'd like to post. But when you're hand, you know when you're giving over to the client, like how do you navigate that? If someone came to you and said, "Hey, we love your style. We think you you capture the the athletes in in great positions and the motions, the the movements they're doing, but we want it to be a little bit more light, bright, and airy," do you say mm, it's not my thing, or do you do it because it's a paying client? Um, I guess it just depends on uh, how big the paying client is, right? Like if yeah. they're paying me enough to me to change my style, then I'll do it. But okay. for the most part, uh, 99% of the time, uh, people are hiring me because of my style and the yeah. same way that people are hiring David because of his style and the same way that people would hire you because of your style. If they put both of our Instagrams together and they like yours better, they're going to reach out to you. Right. Right. It's just as simple as that. Like at the, at that point it becomes the brand liking your style. Yeah. So if someone contacts me saying, Hey, we want you to change your style. It's probably because they can't, um, they're trying to probably like look for somebody cheaper that'll fit to their, to their style. Mm-hmm. Right. Because right. I, I don't even know how to explain that, but you get kind of get an idea of what I'm trying to say. Sure. Um, but yeah, if, if anybody looks at and just scrolls at my Instagram, it's all for the most part, very, very moody esque. Right. Yeah. It's a nice cohesive feed. And I think, 
Um, that's something that I don't know how much that it, it, it's probably a natural occurrence as it is with people who kind of, they put out this very similar content. You're going to have that in your feed. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you focus on that much? Like, will you, will you post or not post something because you, you kind of take a step back and you say, I don't know if this fits in with the feed or, or it's just different. I mean, what, does that limit you at all or do you not care that much? No, I, no. I, I literally, the, the photos that I post are, just the ones you like stuff that I personally think are cool yeah, that I yeah. like myself that I enjoy that I was like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this one or I like it or, or yeah, th- that's kind of what I, what I do. And because I, um, because I shoot so many athletes, like, let's just say I wouldn't, sh- I wouldn't post like Josie Hamming like every day or, right. you know, Bethany Shadburn or one athlete every day or that person every week. I almost like cycle through them. Like that's the only like method that I really have okay. is like if if let's say I I literally will probably post like Danny Spiegel or another athlete like one time per month. Okay. So it's not like flooding everything. Yeah, sure. I can get a crap ton of more followers if I only posted them all day long or like the people that obviously create the most traction. Mm-hmm. I don't care, right? Like if if you want to follow me, great. If you don't want to follow me, great. If you want to like my stuff, great. If you don't want to like my stuff, that's fine. I just post stuff as if it's like me making my own little portfolio and right. things that I've done. And at Wadapalooza, a lot of those athletes, I don't even know, right? Yeah. I just post it because I like it. And I, whether they repost it or not is completely up to them. Uh, a lot of times I don't even reach out to these people. Um, I'll just post them. And then at that point, they'll be like, oh, hey, I really like this photo. And I'm like, okay, here, here's like, you know, a file and you can have it. Um, but I don't necessarily, I mean, at least not anymore. I mean, I'm sure when I was younger, I would reach out to people or whatever, but I, I just post what I like. And, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of that stuff is not commercial stuff. Some of it, I mean, a lot of it is like when it comes to innovate because they actually really like my style. That's, that's a style that they're looking for. So it literally like, again, luck, right? Like it just happened yeah. to be perfect timing. Um, but yeah, I just I just post what I like. I don't have any specific thing. Now, if I'm going to mess up my grid, I'm going to make them like I do like uh, if I'm going to go black and white shots, I'll do like nine of them so they cover up like a full square and then go Got back it. to color. Yeah. But like I can't do like random black and white cuz then if I look at my feet it like yeah. freaks me out. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> it's I like made, all mixed. I can't do it. I made the mistake of doing 6. So it's, it's, I didn't do nine. So it, it's, it's always just too thin of a, of a break. Yeah. Um, so I'll remember that for next time. I'll do, if I, I I've mean, only I don't done always one. do nine. Like I just yeah. have to make it at least three, right? Okay. Like yes. it has to yeah. at least take up like a whole one three yeah. and then okay. I can think about it. Okay. Like right now, right? Like <laughs> right now I have, I'm going to be doing a third of Savage Barbell because I posted Savage Barbell okay yesterday i posted it today and then tomorrow i'll do the same so it's like i try to make it as cohesive as possible does your routine and this is just obviously being a follower do you mostly try to is it like a first morning thing that's when you you get your posts out and is that just become your thing or is that because it's you you think that that's the best time for for engagement Uh, well people wake up and it's like oh i'm gonna wake up and scroll while i drink my coffee you know or something like that but well i initially started just like posting like between i guess 7 45 a.m i mean eastern time right um yeah between 7 45 and 8 15 and that used to always do well now not so much and again like it doesn't make a difference to me 
there's nothing yeah. I can do about it. I still do the exact same thing as I always do that I've been doing for the last year. Um, but a lot of times, like I'll have drafts in uh, oh, okay. saved, and then I'll just post them, you know, when it's time. And then sometimes I'll have everything set up for the next day, and then I'll shoot something that they probably like. Oh, you know what? I really like this photo. Let me just put this one up. So. But um, I try to just do just like a job. Like I only post one time, Monday through Friday. I don't post on the weekends. Uh, I don't think I post on holidays. Okay. Um, you know, like I just literally try to make it almost like a job because I mean, I know I've seen a bunch of creators that post like 10 times a day. Um, I know when I kind of first started that I would post like a lot, but then I realized like, I realized it just looked annoying. Like to me, like yeah. I was almost annoying myself and I was like, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just going to make this just like one time a day and that's it. And don't yeah. get me wrong. Like posting a bunch of times a day is great, right? Like you, you, you keep the feed going or whatever. Um, and then you tag people that, uh, have not met you before or don't follow you or, you know, it's great. It's very, very good to, to start traction. Um, but once you've kind of like reached a level, not even a level, but once you've kind of reached to a point where you feel like, oh, okay, like I don't need to have a bunch of people like being posted all the time, then you just kind of take it easy, you know, just, you know, like I said, I post one time a day and yeah. that's it because I don't necessarily have to post a million times or, you know, sometimes I'll even forget and then it's whatever it is. What it is. I mean, not everything is about Instagram. That that's true. What is the, your favorite type of shoot? Do you, would you do like shooting class because you're just there with your camera or do you prefer shooting the crossfit games like what what, what is the most fun for you and i'm sure there's oh, i'm sure that certain tough. things you like about you know every time i've seen you at an event it's it's not you're working so it's not you know yeah. you have to shoot you have to go run you got to get this stuff over so they can post it so it's yeah. it's kind of intense but um you know david said for instance that he really likes just being able to hang out with athletes and shoot classes is, is, is a lot of fun for him. Um, but he's not I, wrong. Yeah. What do you like the most? I would, I would probably say like, let's say, uh, yeah, like class workouts because you don't have a job to do. You don't right. have, you're just really doing whatever you want. Or for example, if I, I mean, because I live in South Florida, a bunch of people visit, so they'll hmm. all come to CrossFit hype, uh, on most occasions. Cause that's where I kind of train and, uh, um they'll come there the lighting's great right so um and it's very it's a pretty popular gym uh and then they'll come in they'll train and then i'll just shoot them training there's no brand work there's nothing connected to it and those are just the most fun for me because i can really just like do stuff that i think would look cool on my page or something that they'll like right yeah um when it's, you know, when it's something like brand work or apparel, you got to figure out, okay, is the logo showing? Okay. Is, mm. is the, is the um, shorts really, really wrinkled, uh, like stuff yeah. like that? Or, uh, is the, the shoe untied or, you know what I mean? Like stuff like that, you know, specifically for innovate, right. You have to make sure that everything's kind of like, and that's the thing also with innovate, like, unless you're wearing an innovate shirt, you pretty much have to always make sure you have the full body right? Because True. you're yeah. getting their shoes. So very specific to something as a shoe brand, you need to make sure that their feet are in there. So mm. you can, you have to try to figure out how many movements I can manage to get feet. True. Um, 
But if you're shooting whatever you want, you can just get torso up. You can get, you know, from below, whatever, up top. And, you know, like, let's say you're shooting from up top on a, on a pegboard, right? Like you're going yeah. straight down, like you get a ladder or set up boxes and then you have someone climbing up, then, you know, that wouldn't be for a shoe unless you're wearing a shirt with the logo on yeah. it. That's so, true. but it's always, it's always really fun to like shoot people that are just coming in to train, whether it's elite athletes or non-elite athletes, it's always kind of fun. What my personal favorite is like, if I just shoot a random class, um, that is just with whoever's that is there. Um, I, I like to mess with them. So, and I like to mess with them. It's like, just kind of, I'll turn the camera their way and they start trying really, really hard, really hard. They start trying really hard. And I don't even press anything. I just kind of turn as if I'm shooting and then all of a sudden they're like dying. Yeah. And then it's, it's like a little, a little thing that I like to, but I do get a photo of them. I do, but, uh, yeah. it's just like a little thing to just kind of mess with them to see how far they can really push themselves. Yeah, everybody. I've, I at least at least in the class settings, so many people be they want to like see their face. I'm sure you. I mean, something that you do routinely, which is pretty funny, is like you know mood of the day and somebody yeah. just you know sloppy pancake face because they're on the mm -hmm. you know hitting the ground on a double under, which um, I always find entertaining. So please never stop doing that. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> that's my that's the one thing that I I love doing, which you can call that my fifth job, and that's like trolling people. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's like the best, and and it's just because um like and so the the double under thing or everyone's worst photo i try to save for their birthday and i do that on the story it's anytime it's their birthday whether honestly it's whether i know them or not like i'll sometimes i'll do people that i've never met in my life and i just follow them and i'll just i found out it's their birthday oh wait let me look on instagram right like and then I'll just post it. Whether they repost it or not, I don't care, right? Like, I just I just do it because all year long, 364 days of the year, you post the best photo of yourself. So I'm going to get one of your worst on your birthday. And that's just, that's just always been my tradition, like, forever. Like, everything, ever since I started, that was, like, the one thing. I just started doing the mood of the day thing, like, the last six months, just when I have really, really like long and hard days and I'm like, you know what, this is how I like really feel right now. Let me just, uh, make some people laugh. Um, and then when I do questions or whatever, like I have friends of mine that'll ask stupid questions on purpose just to kind of get yeah. my reaction. Or there's people that are actually asking the, the legit questions. questions and my, yeah. and my favorite question is, Oh, what's the best camera for a beginner? And then I'll just be like, man, I, I can't help you. I'd like, just Google it. I, a lot of my stuff before I buy anything, a camera, a lens, whatever, I will probably spend like 15 to 20 hours watching YouTube videos and same. reviews of what different people think, mm -hmm. because if they all kind of say the same thing and a lot of them are not necessarily paid to do it. Like I kind of look for all the like underground people that, right don't make anything any money out of them they're actually giving their true review uh before i buy anything because you know yeah i can buy it, but then i might regret it so but yeah i always like i said i always spend god knows how many hours just looking at stuff what is your favorite lens that you from like a style perspective so maybe that's um you know a prime or something versus what is the lens that you use the most because it's maybe the most reliable and you you know that in most environments, I want to say get away with it, but you'll you'll come out mm -hmm. on the other end with some good content. So far, I've like most of my stuff in the past year has been a thirty-five. Okay. Uh, yeah. The lens is a Sigma thirty-five one point four. 
Okay. But that's my favorite. You know, Same lens as you. Yeah, I, I that's been like the bread and butter that I've been using. But the one lens that I used to use a lot, which uh, and it's funny, recently I've been thinking about trying to go back to it again, just because you can get some really like pretty pretty cool warp stuff is like with a twenty millimeter. Okay. Right, like you yeah. might be like really close to them though, but the shot is going to be nuts, some, right? So a little bit of some starting some yeah. fisheye a little at that, yeah. Yeah, there was okay. like a, a shot that I took of uh, you know them doing double kettlebell, and like the lens is literally right here, but it just looks like you're about to get whacked, right? Like the photo, yeah. like those things like that are just different. Um, I've been, but again, the 20 millimeter would be something that I do not necessarily for a brand. That would be something that I do for me because not many companies want that type of wide shot. Um, and then I use, uh, the 85 on occasion. Uh, I have an 85 1.8 and I use that on occasion. Like when I shoot video, like I'll shoot video on a 35, but then you want the more closer shots with the 85. And the reason why I like the 85, uh, is because, and it's because the 1.8 and you can do it in dark situations. Um, as much as I would love a 7,200, um, sometimes, and you know, in the CrossFit space, it's not always the best lighting to use it. Um, but yeah, I would love to have a 7,200 all the time because then I wouldn't switch lenses, but, uh, you're kind of just stuck with, uh, switching all the time. I, I probably prefer primes because then you can kind of just move. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. The, I'm a big prime guy myself. Um, yeah. You're a Sony shooter, I believe, right? You get that yep. right? Would you ever yep. switch? Uh, I switched from Nikon to Sony, actually. Okay, okay. Uh, I first started Nikon and then... Uh, That's right. Yeah, you mentioned Nikon. Was yep. it my, my buddy Ruel said, hey, man, you got to get Sony. And I was like, ah, oh, it's kind of expensive. It's kind of expensive. And then, like, that, bro, let me tell you something. I'm cheap as hell. I'm cheap. <laughs> Like I, when initially when I started shooting, like I had that Nikon camera in my closet and then later on I bought like the $500 camera and then things started going well. And then I bought, like, I was like, man, I really don't want to, you know, Ruel would tell me like, Oh, you should get this camera. It's only a thousand bucks. I was like, bro, with a thousand bucks, I'm going to throw up. (laughs) And then like three months later, here I am just finished buying a $500 camera to now buying that. Now I have two bodies in, uh, three months because I needed the capacity. Yeah. And then after that, I was just like, well, I don't have that many lenses for this Nikon. I have like a kit lens and then like this Tamron 7200. Right. Um, and then I was like, whatever, screw it. Like, let me just do this Sony thing because it's not like, I know, trust me, I know it's hard for Canon and Nikon people that have a million lenses and a million bodies. It's like hard to do that switch. Trust me. I get it. I didn't, I was fortunate enough to not have that much equipment that the switch was kind of easy. So then I just sold everything and then I bought, um, an a seven three and then I bought another a seven three. So I bought two of them just because at the time I was doing not that many weddings, but I had enough where I, it just always felt good to have two bodies and just switch instead of switch lenses. And then that also came into uh, play whenever you did CrossFit events, right? Because you have a, whatever 7200 and then something a little bit closer wherever you're moving but so yeah i switched to sony and then that took a bunch of my money so <laughs> the the world of content in in crossfit we you know we talked at the beginning about how you you got involved with Wadapalooza and established your following and kind of snowballed i'm sure a lot has changed from your perspective in terms of just 
the demand for content for all these different brands and the athletes and to have it and, um, and turn it around quickly at events. And it, I think it's really helped the, the popularity of the sport grow um, to, to be able to share all these visuals with fans and insights and documentaries and all those types of things. Um, do you see it, do you see it continuing to kind of exponentially grow or do you think it's going to kind of plateau? Like where, where do you think both maybe kind of CrossFit and the content side of things go in the next few years? There's been a lot of change I know, but, um, I'm curious what your thoughts are on that. Is it going to kind of consolidate well, and you're going to have just like your, your, your creators, everybody knows about that do all the official things and then everyone else is on the fringe or is there just a lot of opportunity here? Um, I think as long as there's people willing to pay for content, it's always going to continue growing, right? There's a reason why there's people in the middle of the street doing dumb dances for TikTok, right? Like there is a reason and it's not a reason that I like, but there is obviously a reason. Um, in the same way, like brands that want to grow, it's, uh, you have to, you have to pay money to make money, right? Like, so if you posts whatever cheap iphone photos you're most likely not going to be taken serious if you have really great content whether it's a photo or video people will take you serious it's just uh, nature of the beast right when you go online and you shop for something you look for aesthetic like a, like i can tell you one thing if you go on a website and the website is not user friendly you're just going to stop and not even shop there anymore because you can't even stand it and you can't even you don't even want to buy it so just that like aesthetic whether it's a website or content or anything it's all relative so i feel like you just have to feed the beast right like no matter what you're gonna have you're gonna have to produce content whether it's photo video and there's always going to be a need for it and then again this is not just crossfit this is everything and i think crossfit is still going to continue to grow um you know, we'll only time will only tell if it gets as big as let's say whatever NFL or even remotely like that. Um, but like I said, as long as people continuously do CrossFit and uh, companies make money off it and CrossFit makes money off it, there's always going to be the need. Whether an athlete hires someone directly to be with them twenty four seven or weekly, or whether it's a brand that has someone on retainer or whatever like there's always there's always going to be somebody and if and if it's not good for for you to do crossfit then do another thing and you're going to make money there too so um yeah that's kind of my thing i think i think crossfit's going to just continue growing i don't see why it would stop i mean unless they keep i don't know there really has to be a complete stop on any sort of competition for it to to go away what is the thing that you enjoy the most about content creation and then what is the thing that i don't want to say you dislike or hate but what would be the most challenging thing that you find about content creation uh, my favorite thing is seeing uh people's or hearing well hearing or seeing or reading uh people's reactions right um my favorite thing in the world is like if I send someone a photo or even just post it and they're like, oh, my God, that's me. Like, I look so cool or whatever. That makes me happy because it's, you know, uh, someone doesn't see themselves the way that I just saw them. Right. So getting that reaction and someone actually enjoying a photo of themselves, which nowadays everyone thinks themselves look horrible or whatever. So when they enjoy actually a photo of themselves, 
uh, it's a great thing. And, and that's probably the one thing that I feed off the most is just getting the reaction of the person that's actually in the photo, not necessarily other people liking the photo, just the person that's in it. Um, now, depending on the situation, the worst thing is, uh, you know, uh, working the hours and then working more hours whenever you get back home because the party doesn't stop when you leave the venue. The party just begins when you get home and start editing. Um, and like I said, maybe I'm doing things the wrong way, but I don't have like a preset to just put copy paste and then just uh, uh, copy to whatever X amount of photos. Um, for the most part, I do really like one because, like I said, the each gym has its own like style. So I'll edit one like you know by hand almost, and then from there copy that to the other images that might make sense or the ones that I keep. Um, instead of like going everything by hand, I just make a mini preset for that one that I've done by hand, and then work it to the other ones. Um, because yeah, each gym is different. Like the gym that you go to is probably a lot lighter than the gym that I go to or whatever. So you just gotta, it's not all the same. Yeah. No, I think I learned that, that, uh, I can empathize with you there. Cause I learned that real quick when I shot at rogue and that was kind of like my first big event. I'm like, Oh, this is so exciting. Mm -hmm. You take pictures of the event. You're like, this is so cool. And then you come yeah. back where everybody's sitting on their computers and we're getting to the point where they're coming in saying, you guys have to go home because like we're closing and everyone's yeah, just eyes, yeah. eyes are on fire. So, um, yeah, in those moments, it's like, oh gosh, this is, this is tough. But yeah, the games was pretty cool with wit. Um, so theirs was, uh, pretty different than what I was used to, but it was at the same time, like, uh, it was a lot of work, but at the same time it was rewarding at the end. You would go do the event and then, you know, with the CrossFit games is a little bit easier actually than Wadapalooza because CrossFit, you just have like, you know, who they assign you to shoot or whatever. Let's say it's the elite women, you go shoot the elite men, then you kind of have like a, an hour break until the next time. So you go back, do all your, you know, edit as much as you can, or at least pick the, or select the one that they want. You edit them, you give it to them, they post it or don't post it, whatever. And then the next heat, you go back. Um, Wadapalooza, I didn't really have that chance. It was just like, go, 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 go. I didn't really have a break. So I was like super backlogged when I got home. Yeah. Have you ever had a, have you, just speaking of like you're that CrossFit Games experience or, or even any event experience, have you ever had a situation where you send over, you know, kind of like the shot, like somebody wins an event or something, or it's this big sponsored athlete and, and they say, oh, that's great. Do you have any others? Like almost like they didn't like the <laughs> yeah. one you picked and you're like, you just, and I'm assuming you'd say, Oh yeah, I have others. I mean, I thought this was cool, but I didn't know if that's ever yeah, happened to you. At that point, like I would just be like, yeah, I got others. I'll give it to you next week. You know what I mean? Like, cause it, cause, I mean, unless they're, unless it's like specifically for, you know, the, the brand that I'm speaking to, right. Or, or that I'm working for, um, like at the end of the day, I have a job to do. So if there are, like if there's a batch of photos that I'm editing and a lot of there's a few athletes that I know personally, I'll just send them images kind of just throughout. Um, and if they're like, oh, do you have any more? I'm like, well, just wait till next time or, you know, the next time I have a chance because I don't really have time right now. I got to go to the next heat. So, yeah, it, it it's kind of like a little bit of a gut punch. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But. You know, it is what it is. You can't really do much about it. All right, last two questions. Uh, my girlfriend and I were watching the Marvel movies. We're we're trying to watch them all in order. Oh and, man, uh, it's we we skipped one or two, but um, sometimes it takes us like three or four nights. I don't know if it's just because we just can't handle. You're them. just not committed, man. Yeah, You're not committed. <laughs> but yeah. um, 
Fury. Does that have any? Is is that have anything no, to do with? Mar- okay, has nothing to I do, had to no, ask. No, where did so? Funny. So for people who have no clue where that has come from, is there a story behind it? And if so, what is it? Uh, the only it, it was a high school nickname. Okay, and right. that's that's. I mean, uh, you know, I wasn't necessarily the best high school uh, student, um, <laughs> so the nickname kind of came from there, and it just that's just a name that I kind of just stuck with and. Honestly, when I made that photography page, I was just like, oh, whatever. Everyone has their first and last name photography. <laughs> or I like, or, and I know like you have it, but like your name is super short, but then you have like the freaking, oh, sure. uh, it's-, God, it's like three lines long. You know what I mean? And then they add a super long word like photography at the end. Um, so, you know, uh, everyone kind of has that. And I was just like, well, and again, when I made that page, I didn't expect anything i just kind of went into it like whatever so i'm like all right period photography because i that used to be my old nickname and then um, that was kind of it just kind of just literally became just my name at at this point but yes uh it's funny because the uh the last time i think i was at an event someone introduced me it's like oh yeah there's uh um everyone meet nick and then i turn around I was like who's nick <laughs> and and then it's like nick fury i was like you're comparing me to samuel jackson right now that was in the marvel movie like uh, <laughs> no my name's not <laughs> so that uh, one was like it's it's happened before where people thought for whatever reason my name was nick because of nick fury was the first thing that came to mind but yeah no no that has no relation to marvel but sometimes i kind of wish my name was nick for that reason yeah um okay so last thing if you could give advice to um which i'm sure you have to uh somebody just kind of getting into the world uh let's say that they are not just picking up a camera for the first time but they've Mm -hmm. been shooting for a little bit and and now they're at a point where they want to take it a little bit more seriously and and kind of set themselves on the right path what advice would you give that young content creator uh know your worth is probably the and that's for a, a new content creator, a seasoned one, someone that's not sure, someone that is uh, on the brink of actually having confidence versus not having as much confidence. Is just know your worth because if you trust what you can do, then other people will trust what you can do. How do you how do you how do you tell someone that you are legit if you're not even sure yourself if you're legit? You can't sell that. You're gonna you're gonna stumble on your words. You're going to hesitate when you say something. You're going to hesitate when you write something. If you're oh yeah maybe uh, automatically you lose credibility and someone doesn't trust you if you have you have, you don't know what you're doing or you don't know how to I don't know present a proposal. You know if if someone says hey what are your rates, so then you can say okay my rate is this and you can even say why. All right, my rate is this because I'm going to be spending with this athlete two hours and we're going to be getting this type of content. And then you can even go into detail, right? Like you don't have to go into detail, but if you just show that company a little bit of detail, it looks what like way more than what they're actually getting. Because you could easily say, oh, yeah, two hours, uh, we'll shoot four outfits and uh, that'll be it. Okay, well, that doesn't sound exciting. All right, hey, I'm going to shoot two hours. We're going to go through multiple locations. We're going to do about, let's say, two to three movements each outfit. And then we'll get a couple stretches in there, get some product shots, uh, get a little bit of video, blah, blah, blah. Now they see like, holy crap, this is like exactly what I wanted, right? So you got to really show 
what you're providing. So yeah, like I said, know your worth. And again, if you think you're you're worth 250 bucks, man, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe you think you're worth 250 bucks and maybe you build that confidence. But um, you know, just just what's the worst that's gonna happen? You could aim high. It's better to aim high and work down your price lower instead of aim low and then go lower. Right? So so if you say, hey, I'm fifteen hundred bucks for a half day. I'm just throwing numbers out there. I'm not I'm not saying that that's mine, but 1500 bucks for a half day. Uh, you know, uh, you know, it seems kind of high or whatever, you know, is there anything? All right. Uh, let's just say 1250. We got a deal. All right, let's do it. Perfect. And you probably would have settled for a thousand, right? Like, let's just say you would have settled for a thousand, but now you just kind of got the two, the 1250 instead of being like, Oh, um, you know, what, what do I think he's going to be? Uh, let, let me say 500 bucks. Okay, perfect. Let's do it. Or, or you might get the, oh, I'm not sure. And then you just lowered it even more when they probably had the budget to do more. Like I said, you could always work down from being high than going low and then being even lower and then you kind of lose money. Well, not lose money, but, but you yeah, make less money. Make less, sure. Well, um, I just want to say thank you for your time. It was a pleasure catching up with you. And uh, Anytime, man. Just yeah. let me know. It was uh, it was great. I think there's a, a lot to unpack here, and uh, hopefully, I will see you at uh, some CrossFit sanctioned event um, this CrossFit game season. Yeah, and I, uh, I hope so. I I try not to travel unless I have to. But yeah, yeah. well, I'm sure you'll be out there traveling because your people. So people when is anybody going to gonna question you, bro? When, when are you going to get a little questions? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, we'll yeah, see. Me and David are going to have to question your ass. Yeah, next. you guys can. Uh, you guys can take over. We'll we'll reverse roles for. For a, uh, an episode, that'd yeah, be fun. Yeah, because you're one so. of us too, man. You can't just short yourself either. Yeah, true, true. I appreciate that. Well, well, thanks again. Uh, it was a pleasure, and uh, best of luck this year with uh, everything, especially the new the new role at Innovate. That's super exciting. Congratulations! Yeah, that'll and, be uh, fun. Everyone buy Innovate stuff. Yeah. All right. All right cool. That's I still haven't. I, really I still haven't. Podcast. I still. Yeah. I still haven't bought a pair, but um, Bro, at some point, out, at some point, I'm sure I'll cave and give in. So when that happens, don't get me wrong. Know. All the other brands are great, but like I yeah. said, you just got to try it. And I mean, your, your girlfriend wears them, bro. What are yeah. you doing? That's true. Like, come on. I, she, I see it. I yeah. see everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. All right, man. Well, yeah. thanks so much. I uh, appreciate it. Good luck this year. And uh, uh, we'll talk soon. Yeah, man. We'll see you soon. Have a good one, man. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. You can also follow us on Instagram at The Creators Podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so shoot us a message and let us know what you think. We'll talk to you guys next time.